pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're gonna be here a while. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars The Clone Wars episode, A Distant Echo. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt, the Crankster Cranky. Yes! Hey, Mike, Star Wars fans, good to be back talking Clone Wars. Yes. A Distant Echo, and I'll tell you what, another another solid episode with some stuff with Anakin, Stuff with Obi-Wan, stuff with Rex that I really love. So looking forward to uh, breaking this episode down. But uh, I guess before we do that, anything uh, anything in the news we want to chat about? You know what? Um, it's been a bit of a slow news week. Obviously, last week we had sure. the, big, um, yeah. the big High Republic reveal event. So that, that kind of dominated the, the, the news cycle for about a week there. Um, and then this week, nothing really crazy i mean like everybody is panicking about coronavirus which i'm just going to take a moment and have a little psa (laughs) on our look uh if you want to stop the spread of blue shadow virus uh, i like it uh then uh it's really simple just wash your hands and don't lick like public surfaces public uh, table yeah like like when you're at home do whatever you want i'm not here to tell anybody how to live their life but if you're out in public, if you're riding transit with other human beings, just keep your tongue away from surfaces. 
right? Yeah. I I really feel like that's a like that's just a good tip for for life in general. Um, and then the yeah, other, yeah, and then yeah. the other one that's also important is wash your hands. Just wash, wash your hands. hands. Just yeah. wash them all the time. Just always be washing your hands. <laughs> Every time you go past something that expels water from it, just stop. Twenty seconds. Wash your hands. Dry them. Here's a tip. Here's the pro tip for drying your hands. Okay, because this is the piece. I understand. This is the part. People don't mind washing their hands, right? The drying is the, drying yeah. your hands is the pain in the butt. Right. Right. Now, this isn't always going to work because there's not always paper towel available. Sometimes it's those god awful Dyson Airblade hand dryers and whatnot. Right. But I uh, use your pants. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> when there's a paper towel present, do these two things. OK, so after you've washed your hands, after you've rinsed them thoroughly, you take your hands and you just you just like flick them off. 12 times you count 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 why 12 because it's the biggest number with one syllable mm. that's why it's easy to remember okay so 12 times and then your hands will generally be pretty dry at that point they actually like it's it's pretty amazing if you do this that and you got to flick them hard like don't just like give like a little like a little weak weak wrist uh flip flop like you got to really like smack them out right <laughs> And then take your paper towel because your hands are kind of dry at this point. Because the worst is when you take the paper towel and your hands are soaking wet and you just end up like with a crumple wet mess. And then it's like, well, how's this going to dry anything? So that's why we've done the 12 shakes first. Mm. And then we grab the paper towel and then this is this is the professional maneuver. OK, this is AAA level uh, hand drying technique. You take that paper towel and you fold it over. I don't care what kind of paper towel it is. It could be a quilted paper towel. It could be one of those like sandpaper brown paper towels. It doesn't matter. You fold it over. This is the reason why quilted paper towels suck up more, more moisture than, than a non-quilted. So what you're doing by folding it over is that you're actually creating like the two layers, like a, like a top and a bottom. And then the water that gets sucked up into the paper towel gets stuck in between those two layers. Mm-hmm. And it actually it actually absorbs better, so that's why like your bounties and your tiger towels and your bronze and and bronze, your, yeah. your your <laughs> uh, your big thick paper towels as well. Uh, this this also applies for for toilet paper, obviously. Uh, but toilet paper is a different thing because it just falls apart with water. Uh, don't wash your hand. Don't dry your hands with toilet paper. That's not, not with toilet paper. No, <laughs> I don't endorse that. But yeah. by folding it over, and then what you do is like do a general a general dry, and then take the paper towel in one hand and kind of cup it around each finger, and then you just kind of give each finger like a yeah. like a, a just a good sort of dry like just kind of just kind of yeah yeah, just like i just just pretend that you're in the third grade and you got a funny joke and just pull your finger Mm -hmm. right and and if you do that your hands will be dry your hands will be clean you'll avoid getting those little the little snags in your cuticles which are the worst which for those people who don't know this that that happens when you don't uh when you don't dry your hands properly because the the skin around there gets all dried out and then you get those little those little like frayed bits of of skin that then if you like pull at them oh god that hurts Ooh, yeah right everybody knows what i'm talking about this is all universal stuff this is this applies to people in star wars as well okay (laughs) Uh, this is is on topic 
Blue yeah, Shadow yeah. Virus. I, I already made the reference. Blue Shadow Virus. So, Ooh. like, if you do all of this, your life will just be better in general, but you'll also help contain the spread of coronavirus. Yeah. Probably not what you thought I was going to talk about <laughs> on no. Rebel Cells tonight, but... You know, when you have a platform and you know that I know at least like a thousand people are going to listen to this episode in the next week. And and as such, I think it's our responsibility to make sure that everybody (laughs) is washing and drying their hands appropriately. Let's go through it again. Wash it. 20 seconds. Right. We know this. Sing the happy birthday song twice. Uh, Soap and water. Warm water. Like cold water is fine in a pinch. But like, come on, let's 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 be a little bit tougher. Crank that hot water up a little bit, Ooh, right? Kill yeah. those germs. Shake your hands 12 times. Take that paper towel, fold it in half, give it a dry, and then pull your finger. Mm. But pull every finger, all of them, not yeah. just not just one. Right. Uh, right. I, I do the thumbs as well for, for you s- smart Alex out there who are like, oh, I've got four fingers and one, and one thumb <laughs> on a hand. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, something else can happen if you tell somebody to pull their finger too. So Yeah, you got to be careful. Uh, especially my kids. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny, like, we got uh, we we tried to do the old uh, hand sanitizer run yesterday and go figure. All the stores in our town are completely out of hand yep. sanitizer. Yep. Never seen that before. That was, that was kind of interesting. So yeah, yeah. Wow, it's it's a it's a it's a little bit nuts. But I think that the important thing yeah. to remember is it, like this is the serious part. Okay, everything else. I mean, it was all serious. Those are all real tips. Use those. Improve your life. Feel better. The, the serious thing that I'll say is um, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Even if you do get it, just right. isolate yourself. Uh, it's, a, it's a cold and, and from a flu, really. Yeah. For most people, this is the biggest problem is that, is that the, the symptoms are actually pretty mild. And that's one of the reasons why it's spreading so much is because people aren't, they don't even really know Take that they've serious. got it yeah, yeah. Right, because, right, yeah. because they just think, oh, I've just got the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, because with like SARS and MERS and stuff like that, like the symptoms were much, much, uh, uh, more, um, yeah. severe. Right. Right. Sure. So people are thinking of it kind of in that way, but it's, no, it's a, it like, you know, if you've got a fever and, and you're coughing a lot, then, then you might have coronavirus. So you, th- there's not really anything if you're just, if you're a regular healthy person, I don't want to say regular, that's a normal, that's a. Uh, normative thing to say that's not what i mean but like if you if if you have a healthy immune system uh and 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 you're generally a healthy person then you'll probably just fight it off but the important part is making sure that you're not spreading it to other people right Mm -hmm. Right. um but the other thing is that like it it's it's really not like if people can just just kind of be a little bit cleaner which is a big ask i know because people human beings as a rule are pretty sloppy but if we can all just buckle down and just do this for a few months we can probably stop this thing before it becomes a big problem Mm -hmm. uh and and the and the real thing here is like i'm trying to say it's not that big of a deal don't go out and clear out the hand sanitizer clear out the toilet (laughs) paper clear out the the bottled water and whatnot it's like Armageddon um, out there, jeez. Yeah, because yeah, because there are there are people who really are at risk, uh, people with respiratory illnesses or or uh, the the elderly or infants that like they're gonna need that stuff. 
if you are a fairly healthy person, uh, then then you're you're probably going to be fine, even if you do contract it, right? right? Um, but this panic that's kind of happening right now is is worse. I think than the actual pandemic itself. Right. So exactly. like yeah. everybody just kind of needs to take a breath, step back, chill out a little bit. Just like if you're having anxiety about it and you're kind of going crazy and spiraling, this is the advice. Just put on, gra- grab Disney plus and just put on an episode of the clone wars, put on an episode of star Wars rebels. If you really want like if you really, really need to, to just like go right to sleep, like say it's like the it's like one in the morning. You got to work tomorrow, and you just can't stop thinking about this stuff. Put on an episode of Star Wars Resistance somewhere in the middle of season one. You'll be right to sleep. I promise. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Whoa, I'm it. just kidding. Um, hey, I was. I thought that was a pretty good tip. You know what's funny about this too yeah. is like this is like you said this this quote unquote hysteria this goes on. This it goes so far as to like. If you go to like iTunes, the number 13 movie is a movie called Contagion that was released way back in 2011. But it's about uh, this exact thing. It's obviously a more severe case of a of a, a virus that goes around, you know, and spreads like wildfire. So that's that's where we're at right now. It's just like, oh, man, come on, man. It's not. Well, look, if you you really got to watch a movie about this subject matter right now because you're just like so amped up on it that you got to watch a movie, watch like like Rise of the Planet of the Apes or something. Yeah. Why are you watching Contagion? That movie's not good. (laughs) That's not a good movie. Like what? Go back and watch Outbreak at least. Like at least Outbreak is a classic, right? Yeah. I don't think Outbreak is a great movie, but at least it's a classic. Cuba Gooding Jr.? Wow! Yeah, some some Dustin well, Hoffman, that's, right? That's Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman, yeah, that's Dustin Hoffman, right on. Back in his prime. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Anyway, so you know what? Actually, on a very similar note, our actual news story to talk about this week is um, so kind of like ri- spread like a virus, huh? It's a little bit. It's spreading like a virus, <laughs> and it's a little yeah. bit more obnoxious even than coronavirus. Uh, this whole rise of Skywalker novelization situation that's going on. Yeah. Um, the novelization comes out soon for everybody else. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but I know that it's pretty soon. It's this month. Right. Um, but uh, some, some advanced copies were given out at uh, 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 C2E2, I think. Uh, uh, yep. This, this yep. past weekend. Um, or a week, I guess. Uh, and, uh, and so there are certain, there are some copies out in the wild and, and some of the, um, some of the more, uh, uh, hot button topic scenes from rise of Skywalker have kind of been making their way out there. And, uh, and a couple of websites, let's go ahead and name the, the, the worst, uh, offender, um, being screen rant at the moment. Um, I'm not saying that Screen Rant is an awful website. I'm saying that right now they are kind of seizing on something, and uh, maybe it's a little bit less than it's a little bit less than stellar journalistic practice. Um, they've been writing a lot of headlines to kind of it feels like real in that clickbait, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 most obnoxious one 
being a headline that says that the uh, the Star Wars confirms the kiss between Ray and Ben Solo not romantic. Right. Um, first of all, that's that's it's patently false. There's Star Wars in quotes has not confirmed anything. The novelization has a passage about it, and the passage is I. Uh, Definitely still open to interpretation. And my reading of it is that it's absolutely romantic, but it's yeah. not, it's not, um, it's not dirty. It's not smutty, but it is like, it's it, essentially what it amounts to as uh, spoilers, I guess you can skip ahead a little bit if, if you want to avoid this and, and read it in the novel yourself or hear it in the audiobook yourself. But, uh, so just, just a warning. Um, it's basically that Ray is like, like she kisses Ben out of like this sense of um, gratitude. They gratitude. They use the word gratitude. Yeah. Right? Well, she actually she uses it in the dialogue. Yeah. Or in the in the it's story. It's sort of it's an inner monologue, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sort of like her, like like us us sort of experiencing her feelings. Um, and to me, it's like, well, there's absolutely like romance in that. Um. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, mm. uh, but I think they they what Screen Rant is attempting to do with that headline is like I said, it's it's clickbait. And I think the goal there is to really like kind of fire up the the Raylo contingent mm-hmm. and 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 get them tweeting about it, spreading it around uh, in in their different circles. Um, and uh, and really talking about it and having a lot of people click on that article, which is great for advertisers. Um, and that like clickbait in and of itself is obnoxious and 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 a bad practice to be in to begin with. Um, sure, you can hear Cassie in the background. She really doesn't like. She's clickbait. pissed about it too. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. really upset about it. <laughs> Cassie is a big Raylo, so I uh, you know she's just kind of mad about the whole situation. Um, <laughs> but, but the, the, the bigger, the bigger issue for me is that we've talked about this a lot, obviously, since the last Jedi, that the, the fandom is, is really divided at the moment. And man, it used to feel like it was kind of split into two groups and, and I feel like it splintered even more. I feel like there are like four or five mm. groups out there. And everybody kind of every faction kind of has their own ideology about Star Wars, particularly the sequel trilogy. And it's just like it's so hard to be out there on the Internet, Twitter in particular, and just have civil discourse without somebody coming in and uh, and saying something. And uh, I mean, like there's the whole situation with the High Republic reveal and uh, that will. <laughs> All this stuff about like the stuff on the whiteboard, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All of which is totally valid Star Wars source material content generation, but people, some people decided that the term "pro war" was uh, was I, I don't I I or not pro war. Sorry, is what it said. Not pro war. Yeah. Right. In other words, anti war. Anti pro war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
that that was somehow not Star Wars because they were think they were talking about taking the wars out of Star Wars. And it's like, first of all, it's the High Republic. It's a piece of it's a time of peace. Mm. Right. Peace yeah. and justice True. in the Old Republic. Like we know that we know that there wasn't a major war between the Sith Wars and the 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 Clone Wars. There was it was relatively peaceful. There were skirmishes and there were certainly like local conflicts, but the whole galaxy wasn't at war. So saying that that era is not pro war, I don't think is revolutionary. Mm. Anyways, uh, it's 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 not it's not a crazy notion. And also Star Wars in its inception is is anti-war and the original trilogy is is uh, is a a statement on on the war in Vietnam. So like just all of that happened. And then on top of that, somebody wrote dinosaurs on the board. Daniel Jose older has (laughs) taken credit for that. Um, And look, Hey, one of my major complaints about star Wars over the last two decades has been not enough dinosaurs. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, like really, really, we kind of got two major dinosaurs in, in star Wars like three or four, if you want to start including some of the more, the, 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 the more hybridized types of creatures, but we got, we got the Tauntauns, which are yak sure. dinosaurs, goat yeah. dinosaurs, whatever. And then we've got, uh, uh, Boga. And Boga is mm-hmm. just a straight up dinosaur. I don't care. Like I'll fight anybody. Boga is just a dinosaur. I mean, like technically she, Vractals, they move like, reptiles Lizards. but yeah yeah I, i'm I, i'm not gonna split hairs they, they 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 evolved along a certain line but they are definitely dinosaur like you can throw a rancor in there you can throw an acklay in there you can throw a reek in there if you really really need yeah, to but sure but it's same like uh uh, uh aqua monster sure like whatever I'll, I'll give you a couple of these things but like come on let's get more dinosaurs in there Okay, mm-hmm. let's bring back the what were they the the sea rook from Truza Bakura that were basically oh, wow. just basically yeah. velociraptors with snake tongues that came out of their nostrils. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember these guys? Yeah, very famous in the yeah. EU. Yeah. I was explaining them to a friend today, and it was like, wow, this is what the EU used to be. Anyways. That's a bull right there. Jeez. Uh, yeah, dinosaurs. It's fine. I'm mm. gonna circle back to my whole point here. That was the High Republic thing. That kind of happened. And that, I thought, like, that was just silliness. People were just being silly. Rise of Skywalker novelization. Sorry, excuse me. Starts dropping. All, like, and these 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 things start happening. And Screen Rant is feeding the fire and all that. And some people have decided that this is a good time to go on the internet and tell Ray Carson what they think about this novelization and mm. uh and and like uh, other conversations have i think singled out the the Raylo community for this behavior i don't think that that's true i think that that there are people from all of these factions of of star wars with maybe the exception of a couple um and here's the thing did I talk about it on the podcast? I talked about it a little bit. How I how I kind of stepped in it with the, with with a with yeah, a couple sure. of Raylos and and yep. and kind of got got schooled a little bit and 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 I uh, I you know I I think learned my lesson. 
in the course of that, I have befriended a few people who are pretty hardcore Raylos. And um, as such, and this is what I recommend everybody does, is like make a couple of friends. Find some reasonable people. Um, I... And, uh, and, and, and just talk to them about it. Just go like, what is it about this ship, about this aspect of the Star Wars community that they, or the, the story, the franchise, whatever, uh, they, that you vibe with so much, um, and, and just talk about it. Just have a, just have a conversation about it and make some friends and you'll find, oh, it's a totally valid way to enjoy Star Wars, um, but just like there are completely unreasonable people with the last Jedi thing and the Luke Skywalker aspects of that, there are completely unreasonable people within the Raylo community. There are completely unreasonable people within all of these communities inside of star Wars. And a, a bunch of them have basically been harassing, uh, Ray Carson, right? It's Ray Carson. Ray Carson. Yeah. They, uh, she has written the, the, the novelization for the rise of Skywalker. And honestly, from the couple of passages that I've read, I, I think this is a pretty solid novelization. Like it's definitely giving me what I crave Mm. from that, from that film experience of like, like I want some context. I want a little bit more more. like uh, for me, it's not on screen. And, and that's one of my problems with the movie. Um, and so I want this novelization to really like dig into some stuff. I don't know if it's going to go as deep as I want it to on, on too many things, but it's definitely going to add some elements and I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that, that she's done a great job. Yeah. You know, it's funny. But, I saw yeah. the, before I saw the whole context of everything, I just, you were seeing things on Twitter about, Oh, it was just a kiss of gratitude. And people were starting to get upset about that. I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. You know? And then I, I said, wait a minute, let me read this thing. And it says a kiss of gratitude, acknowledgement of their connection, celebration that they had found each other at last. And I kind of, to me, that seems kind of romantic. Yep. Uh, so I, you know, it's just one of those things where I think you're right. It's just one of those, again, it's this, how, you know, clickbait and, you know, let's complain about something. And, it seems like that's all. That's the only thing that that we do now is complain about one aspect or another of these, especially the sequel trilogy and everything that's been going on with Disney. And I myself kind of fall fall into that trap sometimes. And then when you start look, digging into it a little bit and you read this, and you're like, wait a minute, you know this. And then the other thing was the clone thing, right? Like she, yeah. Ben says he is a clone. And I'm thinking, actually, that kind of makes sense to me. Um, but I haven't read the book yet, so I I'm just taking it kind of out of context. But that was the other major thing too, right? Was the clone thing? That that Palpatine is a clone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the other major thing. But people are a little bit less like up in arms about that. I think that that's a that, like I said, this is this is what I crave. This is this is yeah. what I want. I want a, a not answers, just context, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of giving us a little bit of that sort of yeah. thing. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I, to me, it kind of makes, it, you know, I, I kind of like that because the, in the movie, it's just like he's back and obviously they don't really explain it. Just they, they use the line, the dark side is has the abilities, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is I, I kind of like this a little a little more. Just it gives, like you said, a little more context, a little more meat to the story. And like, oh, OK, now I get it. You know, so so that's that's the whole, you know, like Ray Carson thing that's been going on, like you said, ever since that 
those copies got out. So everybody take a chill pill, man. It's going to be okay. Uh, anything else going on? No, you know, I think that's it. I think, I think, I think we've covered all of the, uh, the, the ridiculousness, yeah. um, that's, uh, that's kind of going on out there right now. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I think we can just we can just talk about some Clone Wars. This, Let's here, do it. Here, the, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more thing, and then we're gonna we gotta we gotta take a break for ads, uh, and then and then we can get into the recap. But I I people want to jump on the Disney the anti Disney bandwagon with so many things. Um, I know that that the sequel trilogy has been equal parts uh, excitement and disappointment for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. Um, and, and I would count myself among them, I think. Sure. Me too. Um, yeah. We put a lot of stock in Star Wars. We put a lot of faith in these filmmakers that they're going to deliver what we uh, what what we all want. But we all want different things. So everybody's going to kind of like I love The Last Jedi. Um, and, and, and I know you, Matt, you have some issues with it, but you've definitely warmed up to it over the years. And I know that I will with rise of Skywalker as well. And I know that you like rise of Skywalker a lot more than I do. So like it, it, it's, it's all fine. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. None of this really matters at the end of the day. They're just movies. Right. I, the movies themselves are just movies. Star Wars is not just about movies. Star Wars is about community. It's about friendship. It's about a, a shared sense of, of belonging and, and ideals and all of that sort of stuff. Star Wars is bigger than the movies. The movies are just movies. The characters are just characters. Everything else about it, that's what we bring to it. And we're also responsible for that. We're not responsible for the movies. Disney, Lucasfilm, JJ, Ryan, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Ron Howard, they're responsible for the movies, right? Gareth Edwards, they're responsible for the movies. And you're going to enjoy some of them, you're not going to enjoy others. And it's not a big deal. And it's not something to get super upset about. Because here's the thing. The same company that people want to rip apart for what they've done to the sequel trilogy, what they've done to Luke Skywalker, what they did to Han Solo, what they did to Ben Solo, what they did to Rey. And trust me, I'm I'm one of those people from time to time. I don't like sure, what yeah. happened with Rose in Rise of Skywalker. I don't like that they took away Rey's power and gave it to Palpatine like 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 via her like I don't like that they did that stuff. It really frustrates me and I do get angry about it. But they're just movies. I can move on and, and get on with my day. I know that that's hard for some people. The, the, the thing to remember is the same company that has done that stuff also gave us Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Okay. They mm-hmm. also gave us the Lost Missions when when after Clone Wars had been canceled. I, yeah. I've been, I was getting some, some Facebook memories from the last week or so from the season five finale Mm. and at the time we talked about it fully expecting that there was at least one more season if not two yeah but i was also at the time expecting okay i think we're almost done with clone wars it really feels like it's starting to wrap up this ahsoka storyline feels like the beginning of the end they gave us the continuation of that and then when they realized like oh we can do more. 
Like there's there are more stories still to tell. The 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 animatics obviously got enough attention. Dark Disciple got enough attention. People want the rest of the Clone Wars. Disney and Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy made the decision, okay, let's do another 12 episodes of Clone Wars. Dave, can you do another 12 episodes? Dave goes, he finds the, the team and goes, can everybody come back? Can we finish these 12 episodes? The whole team gets back together. They do these 12 episodes. We got that because of Disney. It's not, yes, also because of Disney, like it's happened the way that it's happened. But we talked about this last week. I honestly think this is for the better. Mm. I think that what we're going to get in these 12 episodes, the changes that they've made to the Bad Batch arc, um, the improvement in the animation, the improvement in the cinematic storytelling, the the stuff that Joel Aaron talked about in the, in the, the Clone Wars download this week about the lenses that they're using, that they're coming in, they're basically taking these digital lenses uh, that they developed for Star Wars Rebels and used on Resistance, and they're bringing them back into Clone Wars. And that's the main reason why the look has changed so drastically mm, from previous yeah. seasons and why it feels more cinematic, because they're using this new technology, and so it's even better. The finale of this series is even better as a result of everything that's happened. And sometimes you got to kind of go through hell in order to get to the the good stuff. And I like the same company that took clone wars away. It has given us clone wars back and they are listening and they do care. And the Mandalorian is an example of that. Clone wars is an example of that. I think that cutting resistance short is an example of that. Um, Like everybody just needs to kind of stop, take a breath and remember that like nobody is out there to, diminish any part of anybody else's fandom of star wars these creators are all trying to tell stories to their best of their ability and it's not always going to be for everybody and that's Mm -hmm. fine and we have to give them leeway to make mistakes and tell stories um and 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 you know when you don't like it and it's so i know it's so hard when it's one of your favorite characters um, and you wanted to see something specific and you didn't see that it's, it's difficult, but I don't know. I think just kind of remembering that they're human beings on the other end of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and that they're fans as well. And, and I can't remember the guy's name, but somebody from Delray publishing tweeted the other day, um, that basically like getting someone to agree to write for star Wars has become increasingly more difficult over the last few (laughs) years. Yeah. Because now it comes with, this is what I said about Benioff and Wise ducking out of their, their films, right? I think that they looked at it and went like, no, man, we just did that with Game of Thrones. We're going to go do our own thing. If we're going to take it on the chin, we're going to do it because it's our own IP, not because we're stewarding somebody else's hard work. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, Like, yeah, and, and I totally, I totally understand that mentality. Um, and, and I absolutely support it as a creative. It's like, yeah, like, go if, you know, like, if you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to put yourself through that pain, do it for your own art. Don't, mm-hmm. don't necessarily yeah. do it because you want, like, and just let it be inspired by. That's fine. Yeah. Didn't um, Taika Waititi have a, the same kind of a comment one time when they asked him about Star Wars? I think I so, think, yeah. Yeah, it was him or, him or some well-known 
some hot director right now. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying there. So yeah, like I just I I think everybody needs to 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 just kind of sit back and remember why we're all here and uh, and 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 what it means to be a Star Wars fan. And I think more important than anything else really really pay attention to the lessons that these characters learn Mm -hmm. in these stories because it really feels like people are missing the forest for the trees on a lot of this stuff Mm. um laser swords and spaceships and space wizards are are super rad and i know that's (laughs) what brings us all to the table but I hope that the reason why we've all invested so much of ourselves into Star Wars is because it's about bigger stuff. It's about friends and family. It's about uh, fighting injustice. It's about rising above your own inner demons um, and and becoming a better person by virtue of your relationships with your friends and family. Like Like so many of the characters' stories that we see... Darth Vader, obviously, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, uh, uh, Jin Erso, uh, the Mandalorian, like all so many of these characters. That's that's what it's about. They mm-hmm. they they become better people because of those around them, and and I don't know, just like kind of just kind of take that stuff in and uh, and and try and try and learn a little bit while we have some fun in a galaxy far far away. That yes. said. Let's let's take a break now. Let's do some ads, and then we'll come back into the uh, end of the recap. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? They call themselves the Bad Batch. You're a Jedi. Your nobility is a weakness. I don't have such weaknesses. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Now it's time for the Clone Wars recap. So yes, sir. Okay, here we go. A distant echo, uh, directed by Stuart Lee, 
uh, written by Brent Friedman, Matt uh, Mishnevitz, and Dave Filoni. Stuart Lee, there we go. Like this, So this is one of those things. When we were talking about Star Wars Resistance for so long, it was one of those things yeah. where I was like, I don't understand why this show is the show that it is when we have people on it that like they came from. Yeah. Clone the Clone Wars. And we've got yeah. Stuart Lee directing this episode. Who Stuart Lee directed a lot of episodes. I really wish that we had been doing this from the beginning of the series, talking about the directors and the writers so that so that people could be a little bit more familiar with these names, us mm-hmm. included. I really I feel like that's a real disservice that we did to uh Clone Wars during during the the and Star Wars Rebels during the run of Frontlines and Rebels podcast. Um and and so it's something that I'm trying to 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 correct now, but yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. Um, let's 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 jump into this. I'm gonna jump into sure. this recap. Uh, at Fort Anaxis, Anakin meets with Rex and Hunter to plan the mission to Skako Minor. Here, uh, sorry, there they hope to find out how the Separatists have predicted Rex's strategies and if Echo is still alive. But before they can leave, Anakin asks or Anakin says. They have that thing to do. Uh, a great moment between oh, Anakin yeah. and Rex when <laughs> Rex is kind of like, I don't think we have time. And Anakin kind of leans in. This is what I'm talking about. This performance moment, the animation here where Anakin just kind of tilts his yeah. head super yeah. slightly and the eyebrows barely raise. It mm-hmm. is so subtle. It is such great animation. That's because... They went off, they did Rebels, they did Resistance, and then they came back to this. That wouldn't, we wouldn't have that level of performance in this episode if it had happened back in 2000 and what, 2008? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah I, I, it would have been very different. So, um, that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about where it's like, come on, like, this is better than it would have been. It is so much better. Yeah, I totally love that scene. This is one of the things I mentioned earlier about these the little tiny character moments between him and yeah. and Rex, Obi Wan, and and this mission starts off with Hunter and Rex and Anakin, and their primary goal is to find out how the Separatists are predicting the the strategy. But but you're right, this thing totally steals him him and that and uh, Rex, and that thing he has to do is totally steals the moment. And sometimes I forget like. You know, we've been hearing a lot about Rex and Ahsoka in this series, but I'm thinking, you know, Anakin and Rex are the ones that kind of that's that's you know, Rex is or Anakin is his commander, and those two have been through a lot together. And sometimes I forget that you know, it's these two have the relationship that's so close, the relationship between these two, that to this point, um, you know, Rex has come to admire and even kind of somewhat imitate Anakin's improvisation, his willingness to, to bend the rules a little bit, you know, especially now, you know, so that's the progression I like to see with, with these characters and seeing these two uh, do that. It's just, man, that's, it's a great moment. And it actually continues here, Mike, Uh, with Rex on watch, Anakin retreats to the now empty clone barracks where he contacts Padme, his secret wife. She offers some words of wisdom, regarding his concerns for Rex, but their talk is cut short by Obi-Wan's arrival, signaled to Anakin by a knock on the door from Rex. Both say I love you and bid their farewells. Obi-Wan, however, may know more than Anakin realizes. I hope you at least told Padme I said hello, he says upon seeing Skywalker. Now, two things. Um, I wasn't 
exactly sure, but man, this is confirmation right here that Rex knows what's going on, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and another thing is that it's more of a confirmation that Obi-Wan knows what's going on. And you mentioned that that turn that he gives to Rex. Did you see the, uh, I don't you know, when, when Obi-Wan says, hey, you know, say, tell Padme, I said hello. To me, I saw a glare from Anakin, like, you could almost go like, like maybe he's a little upset about this and it kind of further uh, enhances the story in episode three when he's really mad at, at Obi-Wan for following them and all that. And so I think this kind of builds on that. It starts that that little that little seed of jealousy from Anakin. He, to me, he gives he gives him a look like, you know, like, oh, what do you what do you what's this all about? I don't know. Did you get that vibe from him on that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. OK. It, OK. It, there's, <laughs> we could do a whole episode on this scene alone. So I'm yeah. going to try and like hold myself back from talking about this for too long. <laughs> cause I, cause I allowed myself to rant about some of that other stuff. Um, yeah, man. I, so this is, this is the third piece of the puzzle. We have, I, I, we've had moments before in Clone Wars where we were definitely like, I think Rex knows what's up. Yeah. Like, like I think he has a pretty good idea that 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 Anakin has confided some stuff in him. Um, we definitely got confirmation that Ahsoka knew it during uh, Forces of Destiny. There's that the one episode right. where the three of okay. them are on the ship, um, and at the end of it, Padme kind of like hangs back, or sorry, Ahsoka pa- hangs back and is like, "You go, you go with Padme," and like kind of like like catches the vibe of like, "Oh." Like, like you guys, you guys were trying to get away together, um, for a minute. Um, and, and, uh, and, and I've kind of, uh, pinpointed that as maybe the, the, the point in the story where, uh, where the twins are conceived, but, mm. uh, mm-hmm. I, at least that's until I have another reason or something better, I, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe that that's when that happened. Um, which would place it like right before, I I everything with Ahsoka uh, uh, splitting from the Jedi order. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. So, so Obi-Wan saying what he says definitely confirms for us that Obi-Wan knows that, that there's a relationship between Padme and Anakin and that it's more than friends. uh, And that they, that they definitely have a deep connection but but and I Dave Filoni talked about it on the Clone Wars download. He knows, but he he certainly doesn't know that they're married. Um, he doesn't know that like Anakin has broken his oath to the Jedi Order. He 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 thinks you know that that it's it's he's projecting his own relationship with Satine onto mm-hmm. Anakin, okay, and I yeah. think. This is one of my things, and this is one of the reasons why I think that the Clone Wars is so important, and I think that that Obi-Wan's relationship with Satine is such an integral part of this story. I think that his his own perceived failures with his relationship with Satine, um, that he didn't, um, he never kind of fulfilled uh, uh, his own desires there he gives Anakin a little bit of extra leeway. So even though there's, there's definitely a bit of anger coming off of Obi-Wan in this frustration, maybe is better better than anger. Um, Mm -hmm. And Anakin doesn't know what to do with it 
because I think that frustration leads way to disappointment. And I think that Anakin catches on to that vibe and Anakin not being a well-adjusted person, <laughs> yeah, not knowing how to deal with his emotions, certainly not. One of my one one of my favorite things to read into the relationship between Anakin and Obi Wan is that in Attack of the Clones, it is very much a father son relationship uh, between a father and a teenage son. There's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of sniping at each other. There's a lot of not listening to one another. Like these are pretty classic things between a between a mm-hmm. father and a son at that age. And then at some point over the Clone Wars, it transitions, and it becomes a relationship between brothers. And there's there's dysfunction in that. Yeah. And I think that that dysfunction leads to Anakin not really knowing how to deal with with his emotions um, mm-hmm. in this specific instance. So so his he senses that frustration. He senses that disappointment. And then he also himself he's disappointed in himself and it harkens back to attack of the clones when he says, I'm not the Jedi I'm supposed to be. He's felt that for years now of like, I know I'm supposed to be better than this. I know I'm supposed to be above this. Here's Obi-Wan shoving it in my face. And this one moment, this, this one exchange between these two characters so incredibly sows the, the, the discord between the two of them. Sure. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention like the scene between Anakin and Padme, just it further develops that he just adds to that. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff I think we need, you know, see, we see her pregnant and everything, but just, and the fact that, you know, they both think they're doing the right thing, even though, you know, they have to be apart almost all the time. They're both doing what they have to do. And they're, they're fulfilling their roles you know, as far as the Jedi and the, and, uh, mm-hmm. the Republic. So, uh, okay. Oh, my, oh no, it's your turn. Go ahead. Sorry. Is it my turn again? Uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, the mission begins Rex, Anakin and the bad batch land on the fog covered Skako minor. They're quickly greeted by the locals, a race called Poltex that mm. worship massive reptilian beasts. And they don't seem happy to see the Republic heroes. Are the Poltex existing species? Not that I know of. No, the name it seems Does familiar, it but I think it's I think it's the Polis Massens that I'm thinking of, which are oh, the aliens yeah. on the the asteroid moon thing where the twins are born at mm-hmm. the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I I they didn't ring a bell to me, and I thought this was a brand new species or a, a new some new characters. And um, have we seen? And also um, the ship that they use that have we seen that before? It was introduced last week. Uh, so, yeah, besides uh, last week, though? But no, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, okay. It's yeah, a, another... it, to, me, to my eye, it looks like a modified uh, Republic shuttle. Mm-hmm. Like, like the ones that we've kind of seen throughout the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that was just something that jumped out at me. It's like, oh, wow, another ship design. I mean, I know it was from last week, but yeah. it just kind of dawned on me as they kind of showed it landing there. And, and they, like I said, the Poltex is primitive species who ride... Hey, it's kind of like dinosaur-ish, right? Uh, flying <laughs> reptiles. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. a flying reptile would be more like a like a pterosaur, which is not strictly speaking a dinosaur. But uh, yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> Can uh, you tell that I want yeah. more dinosaurs in Star Wars? Well, dude, it's like it's like me with you know Reese's peanut chocolate and peanut butter, my two favorite things. Like you and like dinosaurs dude, and Star yeah. Wars, put them together, dude. Man. It's like two great Who, tastes. Like here, I'm sorry, I don't want to go off on this again. Who doesn't <laughs> want dinosaurs in every piece of popular media? <laughs> what person is like, you know what? No. Yeah. No yeah. dinosaurs. It's and deep. like, I get it. Okay. If you're out there and you're saying, I don't want a Tyrannosaurus Rex in Star Wars. Yes, I agree with you. I don't want to see terrestrial creatures necessarily. I don't want to see like, like earth, like creatures from our fossil record. What I want to see is creatures inspired by animals from our planet. Just like mm-hmm. the reek, just like the Ackley, just like the Wampa, the, the, like, that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about just having straight up dinosaurs. They're talking about having dinosaur like creatures. Anyways. Hey, what about the mythosaur? There you go. The, uh, isn't it the, the, the dinosaur that uh, Boba Fett rides in the, by the, exactly. the special? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's get uh, us some mythosaurs up in this place. There you go. There we go. That's what we need. Uh, I'll continue soon. One of the creatures swoops in and grabs Anakin. Crosshair instinctively fires a grappling line onto the beast and trails the aliens back to their village, relaying the location to the rest of the squad. So a nice little action scene there. Anakin kind of, Anakin. Oh, and another thing, Anakin loses his saber once again. Just a little, uh, another little Easter egg there. If, you, if people didn't notice that, he lost his lightsaber again. But anyway, Obi Wan uh, would ve- be very cross. <laughs> He'd be very cross. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, oh man, we're just blasting through this. Uh, the clones quickly arrive. And disarm the Poltics without taking any lives. Tech translates the words of the chief, who says he does not want their war on his planet. Anakin reassures him that it's the Separatists who brought the conflict here, and the Poltic leader agrees to provide them with the, with guides to the Separatist base. I really like this this tech that he uses that tech himself yeah. uses to translate uh, this language. Um, I I like it because we're so used to just seeing protocol droids do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool to see it, that it's kind of like this side by side thing in front of him. And I really like the moment uh, on my rewatch today before recording. I, <laughs> it was great. The, the, the moment when, when, um, tech turns and starts speaking in the Poltic language to the, to their chieftain and he kind of comes up and like, starts kind of like, like, he's kind of like looking at the screen, trying to kind of figure out oh, what, yeah. Yeah. what's going on and it's just yeah i i really like the animation on these these aliens because they don't feel like people in costumes right they don't mm-hmm. move like humans they kind of have this different way of moving and uh yeah i, I just really like it i don't know i just really like it. yeah i, I kind of wrote some similar stuff down like i love that tech has to translate and i and i don't i, I just this is, i don't want this to sound mean it's just, i just love the fact they're not like dumbing down they're letting like, hey, this is an alien species. Let's let it, you know, speak its alien language, and then we'll have the translation. I just love the fact that they do that. They're not going you know, to let it speak English like they've done in some other. And I, I know, it's like, Resistance is more geared towards kids, so I get that. But um, this is one of the reasons that I love this series, too, is they do little things like that. I think uh, make a little bit of difference in the storytelling. Um, let's see. Uh, the clone. Let's see where we at. Uh, meanwhile. <clears throat> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, meanwhile, Admiral Trench contacts Wat Tambor of the Techno Union on Skiko Minor. He warns that an infiltration team of clones has traced the strategic algorithm signal and will soon arrive. Then we shall be ready for them, Tambor says. So Trench advises Tambor that, like, his, his you know, it's this operation is going to be in jeopardy here. Uh, and, you know, they're saying that the Techno Union <clears throat> is neutral. But I tell you what, like, it, that doesn't matter to Anakin, you know what I mean? Like, and I think, he, I don't know if Trench says that, something about, I don't know if he actually he says does, that. He says, he say says okay. I don't think that this will, that that's of any concern to this, yeah. this, yeah. this particular group of operatives or something to, something to that effect. Okay. He okay. definitely, like, comments on, like, I don't think Anakin Skywalker is going to stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, you haven't been paying attention to this war. Yeah, not going to matter to him. But you yeah, know what? That's... We were really remiss last week. We barely talked about admiral trench coming back yeah. i this is one of my favorite characters from the clone wars believe it or not i love this design i love the logic of this character i love that most of the time we deal with tactical droids but yeah. but trench is above that he's better mm-hmm. than a tactical droid um right. and i love the fact that like he survived he survived cat and mouse Damn, uh, yeah. he survived sure. his ship getting blown up and mm-hmm. uh, and it's just another piece of the puzzle of of this separatist technology that that all kind of ends up going into Darth Vader, right? Um, right. Yeah. 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 I love it, and I just love him. I love having him back. I love the performance uh, for this character. It's just uh, it's great. Yeah. No, I, I I enjoy him too, and I'm glad to see him back. At, at first, I wasn't sure, but yeah, he definitely is. Uh, he's definitely risen and like eh, that's a pretty decent character and to show him come back and he's got the prosthetics here and there it's just uh, it, it makes sense so uh, it's I like the character as well uh, go ahead Mike keep going uh, yeah uh, the clones near the Separatist camp but lose Echo's signal the weight of the mission taking its toll Rex grows angry when Hunter suggests that this could all be a trap Crosshair, Crosshair however takes things further I don't blame you I would have left him for dead too he says of Echo. Besides, he's just another reg. Rex pummels the sharpshooter in response before Anakin sends the Bad Batch away. Uh, this is a side of Rex that we've never seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. not even in Rebels. Now, like, he did definitely lose his temper in that one episode with Kanan, where the two of them weren't getting along when they were trying to figure out kind of how to work together. Um, but but this is this is definitely bigger than that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. I actually kind of, I like that we're seeing the aspects of Rex that he's taken from Anakin. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, you know, just a little bit of shades of Anakin right there yeah. with the, with a temper, you know, uh, especially when it's calling him a rag, you know, that, that doesn't go over well with, yeah. with Rex. Yeah. And I sure. like that Anakin is the one to jump in and tell him to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. He says, Hey, come over here. Uh, let's talk about this. And hey, he also tells him, hey, yeah, prepare for, you know, Echo might not be alive. This all could be a trap. So he kind of tries to warn him a little bit. But um, I'll continue. Though Anakin understands what Rex is going through, he implores his friend to prepare himself for the possibility that Echo is dead. There you go. Uh, finally, they reach the Separatist Tower and regain Echo's signal. Though it's not, though it's meant to be a stealth mission, the Bad Batch go in blasters blazing. So this was actually kind of the funny part of the episode where 
I think going up the elevator, Anakin's like, hey, let's go ahead and tactically blah, blah, blah. You know, he's trying to say, hey, let's do this quietly. And they all just go crazy. You know, it's this is the Bad Batch, man. You know, here's Wrecker comes in. He gets so excited. It's funny to watch Wrecker because he gets so excited blasting droids and they just go running in. And just, I think even Anakin has a like a, a look on his face like, oh, geez, here we go. OK, I guess we're doing this now, guys. You know, they just run in. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny Funny it's there. uh it's it's funny because i think now anakin's starting to understand how obi-wan feels yeah <laughs> there you go excellent point i like it I like it yeah uh go ahead mate. <clears throat> yeah uh when the troopers discover the room emitting the signal wat tambor greets them via view screen uh your friend is dead he says his mind is ours with that a massive security droids attack but they're no match for the bad batch and a jedi when another wave arrives, Anakin orders Tech to open the door for Rex, and the two clones finally get inside. Um, did you know? Uh, um, did you notice? It's kind of hard not to notice. Completely new type of uh, of battle droid in this episode, hey? Um, these uh, these. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. the Techno Union battle droids—they're totally yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that. I mean, it was. It was something I picked up on. At first, I thought it was part of the um, the uh, uh, pole darks. I thought, did they have some kind of thing going on here? But no, it's the it's the Techno Union. It's their I guess their droids, right? So, yeah, very very cool. Another new I guess droid to to deal with and yeah. uh, the way they move and all that kind of thing. Um, let's uh, let's let's I'll finish it up, Michael. We'll talk yeah. about this ending crazy. Uh, they find a stasis chamber which Tech quickly opens echo or what's left of him falls forward a smattering of cables attached to his head and spine rex cradles his friend now part machine and part man who has no memory of what has happened to him since the events at the citadel just a tight trooper rex says you're going home wow i tell you what, this was i mean directly out this is like a horror scene uh, this you know he drops out you know when rex finds him and he kind of falls and he's got the hoses hooked up and you see his eyes kind of flutter and his eyelashes are going crazy you know his eyes are going crazy and he's fluttering and oh man man this, this is this is a nightmare you know a horror scene and 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 i didn't notice this as a first watch and i saw the second watch was like i think from waist down he's he's all you know mechanical um yeah yeah and just the torture that they must have put him through and Wow, man, this is this is rough. I don't know. Any thoughts on this end here? Well, again, crazy, shades yeah. of there's shades of Vader in there, right? Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but but uh, I, it's uh, it's actually kind of a testament to Anakin and what he goes through, um, mm-hmm. and then is reconstructed by by uh, by Palpatine, um, and and retains some semblance of control. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. I think what we've seen in general uh, is uh, I guess that's a pun. Uh, I didn't mean to, but I should have. Um, we've got we have characters like let's look at the majority of characters that have been cyborgized. Trench is the only one I think other than Vader that we've seen that's like really kind of in control of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, General yeah. Grievous obviously is a is a psychopath. Um and we don't know if he was like that before or if that was part of the process or, or what, but, um, Maul obviously, I, I, you know, is a completely other thing. Um, and now echo to see, to see this happen to him. It's, uh, 
it's uh, uh it's it's broken him right but but the uh, the bigger part of that is that they're they are messing with his mind like they are mm. using him yeah. um as uh, a weapon against against the clones um <clears throat> yeah it's a uh, it it gets dark it does yeah, get dark it, like it, it they did yeah. not pull punches on that one <laughs> no. i was really yeah. wondering what it was going to look like when we saw him come out of that um and you're right like it is straight out of a horror movie but somehow it also feels perfectly star wars um yeah they really they really really nailed that and yeah. that was a, i think a tricky balance to strike mm-hmm. um but this is why yeah. Clone Wars is the best. This is why it's so good and, and so good. It's a nice setup for for next week. And and there's just a couple of things I just want to mention before we finish up here. Um, the Anakin Padme scene, I believe uh, that across the stars theme was interwoven into that scene just to kind of put a little connection there between them and and uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then um, we didn't talk about this, but. Uh, there was a scene that was, I guess, an alternate scene. Speaking of that same scene, there was a, a scene where they talked. Uh, you saw it in the animatics where they had the picture of Padme on the ship of uh, the clones, um, kind of an homage to like the old World War II bombers where they used to put the, the quote unquote bombshells on the side of their planes, and they they pulled that out. Uh, and I thought that this scene actually worked better. Uh, I don't know if that was going to be an added scene or if it was a scene that they just pulled out and I don't know how exactly it worked. I don't know. Maybe if you know anything more about that, but no. uh, I thought it worked better this way, but the other thing was, was fine too. I, I thought it was kind of a neat little homage, but it wasn't necessary. Um, that was the other thing I want to mention too, was that, that alternate scene that we, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about, but, but yeah, another solid episode, Mike, like I said, really solid and some great stuff between yeah. Anakin, Obi-Wan and, and Rex and, and still uh, so good. So good. Um, I guess that's it, huh? Go to some, go to some uh, yeah, emails. We, or yeah, we got we got some some stuff in the mail mailbag. We got a Twitter response from uh, Tim Dipple at TD Gamer, and Tim says that last line by Obi Wan killed me. If only they had communicated about the situation, it <laughs> could have all been prevented. And I think like that is the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker, the tragedy of Darth Vader, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and honestly, it's like, uh, are you reading Rise of Kylo Ren? I have, I have, I'm kind of stacking it. I have, I have the first yeah. two. I haven't started. I'm, I think I don't know if I'm going to wait till I get all. Is it four? It's four series? issues. Yeah, it's four okay. issues. So the last one will come wait. out. I yeah. think the last one comes out next week. But I think I'm going to get them. I'll read them all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are kind of shades of of this same sort of thing of like, mm. of of I think there's a bit of an undertone of like Luke treating Ben similarly to, to the way that he treats the rest of the students. Um, and, and what Ben needed was not Jedi master Luke Skywalker, but, uh, his uncle, his family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, cause Ben's insecurities are only sort of heightened with the, the, you know, crushing reality of, of his, his distant uncle. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Jedi grandmaster Luke Skywalker. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like the, it's, 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 it's very similar, uh, causes of the fall. And it's what I was talking about before. This is what star Wars is about. It's about 
connection. It's about family. It's about relationships. Um, and this is one of those things. If they could have just talked to each other mm. honestly and openly, yeah. if Obi-Wan had been more committed now the the code and 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 the the way of the jedi definitely um dictated the way that obi-wan behaved and obi-wan was trying to follow the rules but anakin didn't need the rules in the jedi code anakin anakin needed a father that's that's what he needed and obi-wan was reluctant to give him that and Mm -hmm. as a result we end up with Darth Vader. I th- I I do think that there's a direct correlation there, and I do think that when Obi Wan talks to Luke about it, um, and the lesson that Luke kind of fails to recognize is is that it wasn't it wasn't the dark side that seduced Anakin. That's part of it. But had his relationships with the people around him been stronger had mace trusted him sooner mm-hmm. had uh yeah. had yoda been less concerned with the cosmic force and more with what was right in front of him had obi-wan been the father that he recognized anakin needed then all of this would have been avoided and here's the kicker palpatine saw all of that mm-hmm. And yeah. Palpatine took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Palpatine became that father figure. And that's why Anakin trusted Palpatine. And that's why Palpatine was able to manipulate him. Yeah. Had Obi-Wan yeah. been that person for him, Palpatine never would have gotten that foothold and that never, and, and, and it never would have been fostered. That dark side never would have been fostered in him. He probably never would have killed the Tuscans. Uh, it, it, you know, I'm really proud of myself. I didn't say sand people. I just said Tuscans and I did. And I left Raiders <laughs> off of it. Um, he, he would have, he would have had the tools that he needed emotionally to deal with some of the stuff that he was going through. It, it would, it would have completely irrevocably changed the, the course of the galaxy. And, and like what I, what a lesson to drop in this random scene in the Clone Wars in the final season. I didn't think we were going to get anything like this. I thought this was going to be uh, uh, very Ahsoka focused. I thought it was going to be like yeah. focused on the yeah. end of the war. I didn't think we were going to get any more of these nuggets of like, hey, here's another dynamic between Anakin and Obi-Wan that yeah. didn't get explored in the movies because there just wasn't enough time. It's great. Yeah. Here you go. Um, yeah. yeah, I really didn't think we were going to get very much Obi-Wan at all. The Obi-Wan that we have gotten so far has been some choice cuts. Um, yeah. And oh, this true. this is one of my favorite scenes in The Clone Wars between the two of them. Uh, and it's it's so brief, but it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it, yeah. And, you know, speaking of this, this Twitter that you did, and I'll just sum it up by saying, like, again, it's showing, like, Obi-Wan – Man, he was putting it between a rock and a hard place because obviously he knows now, and it's like he's being such a good friend to Anakin um, by you know kind of keeping this secret. And again, like I said, he just he's just put between it's just so it's got to be it's had to be so tough for him, you know, to try to to 
to deal with that and go like, how am I going to deal with this? You know, he's not supposed to have a, you know, this relationship, but I'm trying to be a good friend and he's my brother. And man, it just shows how, how, how a smart dude he was. And you know how he really just really cared about Anakin. So like you said, just more of this stuff is just so awesome to see this in the Clone Wars. Just not, not only with those two, but you know, Rex, like Rex and then more with Padme Anakin. It just, Man, it does a great job of, of fleshing out these characters just a little bit more. It's awesome. So um, I guess that's it for till next week, huh? That is it. That's yeah. it for this week's episode. Next week, we've got On the Wings of Kiridax. Uh Jedi Anakin Skywalker and the clones escape Wat Tambor's trap and return to a local village to help defend the native people against a droid attack launched by Separatist Admiral Trench. Mm. Uh, classic, classic Clone Wars. Come on. Yeah. doesn't get more, more Clone Wars-y than this. We got, we got a local population of... <laughs> pri- let's, I'm using primitives in quotes. Uh, and we got, we got some, some uh, Jedi and some clones uh, in a tough situation and, uh, and, a, and a sneaky uh, Separatist Admiral. Uh, this is just like it's just like mm, it's just the perfect combination uh i'm looking forward to this one Uh, i think it's gonna be a good one uh more of those bat reptile things is good on uh uh, by by my is that the kiridax yeah yeah i i'm guessing that those are kiridax yeah that's something uh yeah yeah so so yeah uh as lando would say buckle up baby uh, I think I think it's gonna be a good one. I like it. Yeah, uh, cool. And that does it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rebel Cells Podcast, uh, on Twitter at Rebel Cells, and on Instagram at Rebel Cells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ArkWolf, A R K W U L F. And you can follow Matt at The Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Of course, you guys know that we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in our network. And if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to add a third way. You can support us in three different ways. First, go into your podcast app and give us a review, preferably a positive one, thank you, and share the podcast with a friend. You got a friend you know uh, who who likes Star Wars, uh, who likes the Clone Wars, who likes animation, whatever, uh, who just wants to listen to a couple of nerds nerd about Star Wars. Uh, Then uh, uh, share the podcast. I, that it will be super helpful. Uh, we don't really do any advertising. So, uh, word of mouth is, is the biggest way that we, that we can grow the community. So help us out with that. The other ways are by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise, get some cool stuff, uh, over there. And last but not least, heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support and getting some cool rewards in the process. Uh, thank you to everybody who does support us over on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you. You guys are the best. Uh, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week for On the Wings of Kiridax.
It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.